What's going on, everybody? My name is Asif Hangos. I'm a photographer and web video producer. And in this podcast, we're going to go over Star Wars, my review on it, and sort of my take on the Star Wars world, the past 10 years of technology, and some you know scientific discoveries that we found um, in terms of, you know, as a species, as a part of humanity, uh, because I think it's been an amazing 10 years in terms of technology and where we've evolved. And of course, sort of my predictions on the next 10 years of technology, which, you know, are only going to get better. Stuff is going to get smaller. It's going to be more affordable. And lastly, I am going to have a Marvel MCU tier list because I know, man, these are these are stressful times, you know, impeachments, whatever, politics, elections, man, 2020 is a really crazy way to start off the year. But first and foremost, let's talk about Star Wars. Now, I saw Rise of Skywalker, uh, and I think I'm going to be doing a little bit more uh, movie reviews on here, just because, you know, I, I'm really into the idea of, I'm, I'm really into like filmmaking, cinematography, photography, any, anything really that, you know, allows me to be creative. Uh, and I think movies are sort of that pinnacle of, you know, combining sound design, you know, uh, photography, lighting, and all these sort of elements into one. And it's like an ultimate game of Tetris, right? So I think I'm going to be giving movie reviews out here as well. Uh, and and that's because, you know, I watch a lot of movies, to be honest. So I might as well get something out of it, right? You create some content out of it. Uh, but the first and foremost, you know, Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker. Now, I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan, uh, and I'll th- talk about why I'm not that big of a Star Wars. I, th- I say I'm pretty like, I understand the fandom and like why people are so into it. It really did change an entire generation, right? It made us curi- more, more curious about the stars, like what is out there. Uh, so my initial thoughts on the movie. Um, so my friend that I went to go see the movie with, he's a really big Star Wars fan. Um, you know, I saw both episodes 7 and 8. Uh, I think seven was a little bit better. J.J. Abrams really took it in a, I think, in a great direction. You know, uh, especially since it's owned by Disney. Um, number eight, though, it, w- it was directed by someone else. It just did not feel, you know, there's there was like a lack of direction. There were like too many things going on. Things were a little bit vague, um, and you know, like. Um, studying cinematography and filmmaking, uh, I can understand why you would want to leave certain things, you know, uh, like for, uh, for interpretation, right? Um, but when, when it comes to Star Wars, uh, the one thing that I've always noticed is that there's a pretty clear mission. There's like a pretty clear obstacle. There's something that they're always moving towards. Um, and it didn't feel like that. It just it just kind of felt like a very vague mess, like a very vague essay that like a college student writes. Uh, I'm saying that because I used to write those essays, and it just felt like that. You know, I thought I thought it was the only one, um, and you know, I th- I think Daisy Riddle, I think she's a great actress. You know, she's phenomenal. You can tell she's trying to do her best with, it. and you know, sometimes we can't get mad at the actors first and foremost. Like we're not we're not kids. Like. Um, you can't get mad at the actors. You, there's there's clearly more than just... That's their job. They're trying to do the best they can with the work that they have. Um, and that's what I saw in this movie as well. You can tell every actor 
is trying to give their best performance. Everyone is trying. I, I think that the 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 MVPs are uh, Kylo Ren. Um, I, I don't know his name. Um, I'm going to Google that. But you look at the dude and you're like, this guy is giving it his all. You know, he's... Uh, He's giving his best, oh man, and every single line that he wrote, every single scene he's in, you can tell he's giving 100%, um, and I really admire that, you know, um, I think Daisy Riddle is also trying to do her very best with the script, and, you know, there's there's a lot of things going on, you know, it's one of the biggest IPs in the world, there's bound to be other people, other executives, people that don't understand it as an art form and more as a cash grab. Not saying that this is a cash grab. This is like, you can tell there's a lot of fan service. You know, I, I looked at some videos afterward. Shout out to Emergency Awesome for breaking it down. Um, and there's a lot of fan service. And I think J.J. Abrams and the cast and the crew uh, understood that because, you know, there's like easter eggs and all this and number eight was a mess and i can tell on this one the pace the cadence is a lot more what do you call it like fast pace and i really enjoy that you know like there's certain genres that you can do that in superhero movies uh superhero movies star wars movies action movies uh and that's what i liked i really liked the pace there was nothing you know super boring about it and I think that was a very enjoyable part of it. But it became a double-edged sword, right? Because just because it was moving fast doesn't mean it's good. Um, and I think that's what I'm going to talk about when I'm talking about Marvel as well. But, um, you know, it just felt like there was never too much dialogue. Um, he, uh, like, I feel like there wasn't enough, di- like, actual conversation, right? Like... He does this and this. There were some fun, funny moments. Um, like, it just felt like everyone was setting themselves up. Set this Oh, Adam Driver. That guy, man. That that guy is an incredible actor. Like, you can tell he's trying to give it his all. So, uh, Adam Driver, if you're ever listening to this, you're an incredible actor. Um, I, I say you, you really took the show. Um, Daisy Riddle, you did an amazing job as well. Um, and And, you know, just... For the most part, it's just people trying to do their best with the work that they're given. Uh, but b- back to the cadence, because um, I just found it on my phone. Um, I thought it was a, a much better pace. You know, like it, there was a direction people were moving. There was nothing boring, and you know, I think that's a good thing. You know, for the most part, because J.J. Abrams is trying to wrap the mess that was Episode Eight. And I'm not saying that like a huge fan. I'm just saying like as uh, someone that studies film, someone that studies this, I can tell they're like trying to fix a lot of plot holes. Like, you know, they're, they're trying to do their best. And, you know, if you're a big fan, let me know. Like, what did you think? Did you think that this was like the, the right direction to be taking it in? Um, you know, like, don't, don't tell me about like, you know, that you're annoyed at the actress or the actor because I'm not... Because they're just doing their job, right? And I think, um, you know, spoiler alert, big spoiler alert. Uh, I really like the ending, to be honest. Um, I found it that it was a bit awkward that they kissed. Um, Kylo Ren. Um, what? Like, you know, for a second I thought they were related. Until my friend's like, no, they're not related. I'm like, oh, okay. 
I thought they were related. So aren't they like cousins or something? Because I, I thought I heard that they're like, you two are both my grandchildren from Palpatine. I'm like, wait, what? So anyways, they're not, they're not related is what I'm trying to say. Um, uh, but, you know, it, it just, it, that, that was not there. You know, that was so weird. Um, yeah, just, it, it just never felt that. It felt like they were brother and sister, more like it. Uh, I don't know if that was the, I was the only one. Um, but yeah, overall, what do I give it? I think it's like a seven, like a six. Is it rewatchable? Yeah, it's pretty rewatchable. And I think the one thing that, um, this, these last seven, six, seven, no, what is it? Seven, eight, and nine have gone really well is, you know, it's, of course, the advancement of technology, um, but the color grading, the colors always look so phenomenal. It's it's incredible. It's so beautiful. The world, I can see why so many people emerge themselves in uh, the world of Star Wars. You know, it's so amazing. The colors, the color palettes, you know. Um, there were certain scenes, uh, you know, spoiler alert. Um, yeah, there's going to be spoilers. I, I can't talk without the spoilers. I'm not good at being um, <laughs> vague when I talk. So... The, the the there was this scene oh my gosh it was like avengers endgame you know like everybody shows up and you know i, I my heart was racing this is like whoa like oscar isaac's like we're, we're it's about to be all over i'm sorry guys i thought and then you see this fleet of ships and it's amazing it's like so beautiful it's incredible CGI, like everything, and it all comes, even though I'm not the biggest star, I don't understand like the mythology, the extended universe, all this stuff, I'm just like, whoa, if you're like a, like a big fan, you should be like, it's like the Avengers Endgame, you know, like everybody comes together, they're all fighting, uh, and that's, and it was like a very beautiful scene, uh, when Palpatine shot his lightning up in the air to destroy, oh, I was like, holy Moses, this is like, incredible uh it just made me like wonder how you know this is why i want to talk about the advancements of technology because i was like holy moly how did they do this i think the visual effects artists worked very hard on it um and there were just some scenes i love the color grading i I think the color grading has been nailed down in the star wars universe um especially at the start uh when kylo ren is going to meet palpatine i was just like whoa this is so incredible uh, when Ray fights Palpatine at the end, oh man, the the blue, the colors, the the lighting, it was, you know, if if you're not into like if you get angry at Star Wars for whatever reason, at least you can appreciate the incredible cinematography, the incredible visual effects, um, that that really is put into this. Like, what whatever sets you aside and gets you angry about, it, I think there's a lot more to be happy about because this universe keeps on expanding and expanding. And that's something to be happy about, right? Like, it never ends, and people create their own scenes and their own cosplays, or, and they do whatever, right? And um, I can see the, the, the appeal to it. Um, I hope it continues in a much better direction. There's, you know, less cooks in the kitchen, as they say. But overall, I think it's an enjoyable movie. If you're a fan, uh, let me know what you thought about it. You can tweet at me, or you can send me a voicemail. But overall, I think it's... it's it's, uh, how do I say it? They're doing the best with what they can. Whatever whatever they got, they worked with it, and they did fan service, and that's all that I can see. Uh, but let me know. Okay, now we're going to move on to the, the advancements of technology. 
um, within the past decade because it has been an amazing 10 years. You know, when I started this, uh, when I started this, <laughs> I only started this YouTube and podcast a year ago. Um, when I think about it, 10 years ago, I'm going to start off with the first one is the cell phone. The cell phone changed everything. It was, you know, Steve Jobs released it, yada, 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 or in 2010, more iPhones, new applications, and the it just completely changed everything. You know, we started with these heavy pieces of bricks that couldn't do so much, and, like, people were still trying to figure it out, and then we got it. And I think the most amazing thing to me as a photographer is the photography. You know, we... It went from a 1.2 megapixel camera with like horrible lighting, horrible dynamic range. It looked like it was shot in on, on an, an unsalted potato. Um, and now we're here and these cameras with computational photography and, you know, and being able to mimic different types of lighting styles and, you know, it's been bonkers. Yeah, and the video, let's see the video. What are we doing with the video? 60 frames. 120 frames at 4K with beautiful dynamic range. And, you know, you, if you start off with an iPhone, I'm pretty sure you could become a portrait photographer. It's like, that is one of the biggest, I can see it from start to finish. Look at this from like uh, your iPhone uh, 3G that shot really crummy photos. Not They weren't the best, but they were kind of crummy. Uh, to this, to your iPhone 11 Pro with an ultra wide, a portrait and a regular. And it's like, it's bonkers, and that's one of the amazing things, right? It's it's just going to keep on getting better. We're going to add new features, and the technology is as good as DSLRs. So that's, that's amazing. Phones, the podcasting revolution, you know? I think this is one of the best. Revol the podcast revolutions is one of the best things that has come out of everything because um, I think around 2015, 2014, everyone was creating short content, short news. I got right to the point. There was a lot of poor writing, poor information. And I think over the years, we've realized that longer form content is better because we get the best information possible. Uh, we can see people's personalities. We can see uh, what they're saying clearly. And because of the internet, there is no restriction on time. You know, we're, we're, there's no longer any gatekeepers that have to say, you know, you have to Make sure you get this all in within five minutes because we only have airtime. You know, it's it's been amazing to see the podcast grow and you know be a part of it here. When I'm when I'm recording here, I'm just here alone in my studio trying to trying to make the dream come true with with podcasts and content and and I'm able to you know speak my thoughts and hopefully you know whoever's listening is you know is agreeing or disagreeing and we're able to sort of build each other up uh, on you know on a much better sense of dialogue because you're able to listen to this in your car or with your family or wherever you're at uh and and to me i think the podcast revolution is here to stay and it's only going to get better guys because sound is uh, a really great format the next thing is mirrorless cameras i have a video that's coming out uh talking about this the advantages disadvantages uh and i'm not going to go too much into depth here because you can watch the video uh, on my YouTube at Isaac Mihangos. And, um, you know, mirrorless, you know, when I started becoming a photographer 
in around 2013, 2012. I kind of forget. It's the thing. It's the second thing that I've done the longest in my life. And it's amazing to see. Just like cell phones, mirrorless cameras are the future. They're here to stay. They've gotten so much better. You know, I'm just going to go over some of, you know, the basics of the mirrorless that, um, that have gotten better. And uh, you can watch the rest of my YouTube video. Um, but first and foremost, mirrorless cameras with their burst mode, incredible technology, 24 bursts, no blackouts. That's amazing. That's amazing for sports photographers, for me as a, as a wedding and portrait photographer, getting that, you know, that wedding kiss is the ultimate the ultimate capture, you know, it's, it's such an important moment, uh, for a bride and a groom. And, and to me, that's tw 24. Like I know I'm going to spray and pray and it's going to work, but you know, I'm, I'm a pro, so I don't spray and pray that often, but like there's that you're able the focus, the way it's grasping the focus because of like the advancements of programming and technology infusing this hardware and chips getting better. Um, to me, it's, it's, it's insane, like mirrorless have done that, they showed you what they can do. Uh, on top of that, you know, the I think one of the my biggest things was the amount of software updates you can get through this, you know, like you buy it, you put a software upgrade in it and it gets better, it picks up everything much, much better um, because the software is being trained, like that's crazy, that's like buying a, you know, I'm, I'm, we're comparing stuff now to like old, um, old classic engine cars like your standard Honda Civic to a Tesla, right? Like you're able to upgrade your camera as it goes. It's going to get better over time and it's not going to lose its value. That's That to me is where mirrorless really shine. And third, and I think most importantly, um, you know, as someone that really focuses on uh, composition, composition, um, hold on, give me a second, guys. Got to drink some water. Um, yeah, someone that really focuses on that, just being able to cover the screen and focus points, um, it's super important. Uh, so mirrorless habit down to a T, it's going to get better. I think my, still my biggest concerns would be the battery life. Uh, why the battery life? Well, because I need to use it a lot, you know, especially when I'm recording video and all that. But I think that's going to be a... Uh, what do you call it, a problem that's going to be fixed within the next 10 years because, you know, solid state batteries or Silicon Valley, uh, Silicon Valley, Silicon batteries, one of those is going to take over. And I think that's a very solvable problem within the next 10 years. And then mirrorless are going to be like, going to become like, you know, the the choice, you know, like what, what mirrorless camera do I buy? It's not going to be, do I buy DSLR or do I buy mirrorless? But of course, DSLRs are still going to have their place here in this, you know, in this space. So I think they're here to stay. They're going to coexist with DSLRs in some form factor. Uh, they just have to fix the grip issue, and I think we'll be we'll be pretty fine. Uh, we'll be uh, pretty fine on that. Um, so. So, um, yeah, sorry guys, thought I heard something. Um, but, um, yeah, so next, black holes. So I think this is super important. You know, we, we didn't think black holes exist. Well, we knew, right? There was a theory 
I'm kind of butchering this. Um, we didn't know if uh, they were out there, right? And then this group of people all came together. You know, it's it's not like the Avengers they just assembled. Gotta stop using Avengers. <laughs> Marvel metaphors. That's a thing. Uh, but it all came together, right? Like, everybody worked together. And we got to see this thing that we've been trying to find for so long. And it looks like an unsalted potato, the, the photo. Um, but... It showed, like, we discovered something that was thought to be, like, impossible to photograph, and it's here, and it, like, people came to get, and look at the, like, if you look at the video and the footage of them finding it, it's, like, it's such incredible, it's, like, the fulfillment of a lifetime, you know, uh, so I think discovering that, and something, you know, my friend were talking about this, too, like, CRISPR, being able to, you know, genetic genetically mod of course it's, it becomes a very very squirrely topic you know who am i joe rogan uh, <laughs> i say squirrely now um because you know like genetically modifying yeah it has benefits but we have to think about the long-term consequences of genetically modifying anything um because you know we're playing gods and that's not good uh but that advancement, being able to, you know, genetically modify crops and make them better and res more resistant, um, that's incredible. That's like, are you kidding me? Like, that is hard to wrap your brain around, right? Like, we're moving stuff, stuff is getting better, humanity is moving in the right direction. Uh, but, you know, black holes and CRISPR, incredible technology. What is happening? L literally, like, we're, mo we're making such great advancements. Uh, Computing power. Man, like, if you told me 10 years ago that I was going to have a computer that allowed me to basically have my own studio, uh, my own studio for podcast, for video making, to generate content, and everybody was going to be able to afford it, everyone was going to be given an opportunity to make this, uh, I would have said, no way, Jose. But here we are, and, like, my computer is able to do all these, all these things and it's because technology it's because computers have gotten better you know people have found ways to understand the computer better and make it more efficient um next social media and and this could be a double-edged sword you know the reason i'm creating this is so you know you're entertained uh hopefully i bring you some value and you know in the long run hopefully i make this a career but uh, social media, it completely took over, you know, like, I was back in high school, and what is this thing, what is this Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, YouTube, what is all this, like, no one could have thought that it would become a, a marketing thing, a marketing tactic, a way to show people how you live, it, like, generate money, no one saw this coming, it was like, it grew over time, Instagram fame, YouTube fame, it all just happened so fast. And there's new industries that sprouted out. You know, of course, there's, you know, mental health concerns, people comparing themselves from one person. I've been there, guys. I, I know people compare themselves because it looks so great. And, and you know, I, I'm really happy that I'm that I studied, you know, what I studied and I'm studying what I'm studying now. You know, always keep on learning, which is photography and editing, because every time I look at it, I'm you know, I'm, I'm very lucky to understand, uh, you know, Photoshop, you know, like the way it looks, right? Like 
why is that line not even to this to this plane and like why is this not here like if, if you look up some photoshop tutorials i'm not saying i'm an expert i'm not here to diagnose anyone i'm not i'm not here to do any of that but like with like the training that i have i'm just like hmm this this is clearly photoshopped i can tell by this this and and you know photoshop is a pretty blanket term i'm not saying that i'm saying like this is edited basically this is edited this is, this doesn't look like this uh so i have a pretty good eye on that so it's like you know, I had to step away for a while because it was like, you know, too much comparison uh, is bad, you know. So, uh, again, social media has allowed us to do really great things. I think Mr. Beast is, is an example of that. Um, you know, like, I, I watched this video and Mr. Beast has done such incredible things with the power of social media. Uh, social media and YouTube and Team Trees and all these things and like... That's because we're all connected by this little device that is sending radio waves and radiation through. <laughs> it sounds pretty <laughs> radiation. Yeah, everybody loves the radiation. Um, but it's been incredible to see what he does and giving away toys and food and money. And like uh, one of my heroes, Casey Neistat, once said that the ultimate evolution of someone that is a creative to enable other people to do what you've done and mr beast has done that to such an extent um and, and i think david dobrik has done that really really well um because you know they're in a great position and they're sharing their wealth like uh and i think that's really really incredible um and it just shows like social media is its own double-edged sword um but of course, you know, there's always concerns. That's always with these technologies that have come out. There's they're so amazing, but they can be used for uh, good and evil. But for the most part, I think Mr. Beast and uh, David Dobrik are two great examples of someone that is in a great position and they're doing great things for other people and they're bringing a lot of joy. And that's because we all contribute, right? We all put our little piece. We all watch our little advertisements. And if anybody can tell me how you stop Google from sending me the Shen Yun advertisements, please let me know because I keep on seeing the same ad over and over and over again. I don't know how to opt out of it. <laughs> um, but guys, don't compare yourselves to anybody. Um, I know I know, I know, it's it's easier said than done, but trust me, like step away from social media for like a good month and you'll realize you don't need it. Uh, uh, next the future and i think this is this is where things get exciting right because oh man there's so many great things that are going to come out uh and things that we don't even know about that are going to be coming out within the next 10 decades so i want to wear i want to you know make some predictions uh first and foremost wearables wearables man like you know they've went from just like your your standard watch to you know this heart monitor sort of thing that makes you uh, think about your health. It gives you notifications. It allows you to talk like a walkie-talkie, like we're in the future. Like, I think the future for wearables is being able to leave your phone at home, uh, you know, just reducing the amount of things you're allowed to do. I think it's getting there. The Apple Watch with cellular is getting there. It's getting to a much better uh, extent. And it's getting closer and over the next, you know, 10 years, I feel like it's going to get to that point where maybe holograms, you know, pop out from your 
watch and the battery life is going to be amazing and it's going to be solar powered and you're going to be able to do everything that you can from your you know your watch from your phone to your watch essentially and i think that's going to be insane wearables really are the future when it comes to wrist wearables i think it's going to be more of a health uh piece than anything else really because you're monitoring your heart you want to see how you're doing throughout your day you want to know your steps make sure you're getting enough of that for eye wearables uh, I think it'll that's going to be more of an organization tool, if I'm being completely honest, because uh, it's going to be able to give you directions. It's going to let you know your email. Uh, but, of course, that comes with, like, what's the difference between that and my cell phone that can, you know, take an extra 10 seconds to go in there and pull my email out? I don't know, guys. Like, this is, like, my, my skepticism. My, uh, not my skepticism. My, what's the word I'm trying to look? My optimism towards what we're doing. And I, and I don't know what's gonna happen, to be honest, nobody knows. Um, there's no such thing as me being a psychic. So yeah, what will happen to wearables? I hope it gets better. That's it, that's the only thing I'm hopeful for. It's gonna get better. And the technology, the heart monitor, it's gonna become a health thing. Uh, and I think that's where wearables are really going. So let me, hold on, let me just drink some water here, guys. Okay. Okay. So next is foldables, and I think Samsung really took the cake on this one. And that is because foldables. I think the Samsung Fold. I mean, it's a prototype. It feels like a prototype, um, but it's it's made a leap, right? Samsung took a risk, and we saw what it's able to do, and what it's able to do, how it's gonna look the capabilities of it, how it's being transformed and folded and manipulated in order to give us a, you know, better option on this. Um, so I think that's one of the the things that is really amazing, right? Like this company is taking a risk and we see sort of the, the, the first step of what could be so many other steps. And I hope that it works out what would a foldable phone look like when it's, you know, you're able to go from foldable and then you're able to pop it up and it can be like become like a laptop. That is kind of like the goal, right? Like my phone also becomes my laptop and, you know, it, it has quick charging and charging over the air and air and all these things, right? Like that's what I'm imagining. Like uh, it's going to be a phone slash laptop or like phone slash tablet. It'll just transform itself because... It's, uh, it's able to do that over time. And I think foldables are looking like they're in a good position. Um, companies are trying. And hopefully we get to see the future and the benefits. And get to benefit from that, right? Next is uh, batteries. Excuse me, guys. <clears throat> batteries. Battery technology. Silicon batteries or lithium-ion batteries, or solid-state batteries, all of them are going to improve. They're going to get much better. Our phones are going to last a lot longer. And I think I think it's way more important for the next thing, which is car technology, right? I think this is, I think this is one of the things I forgot to mention in one of the advancements, but we, like, how amazing is it that 10 years ago, no one thought that an electric car could look sexy, that it could move fast, that it could carry a bunch of people, like, 
and, we, and, it, and you know, Elon and the team at Tesla have proven everything wrong. And that is amazing. Like, we're moving in the right direction. Cars are getting better. The batteries is so important for the car technology so we can move away from these fossil fuels. And so we can get a better range. So we can, you know, live in a much more sustainable uh, earth. And, and I think the batteries and the car technology are really, really merged into one. Uh, because the moment batteries get better, our cars are going to get better. Uh, they're going to become cheaper. And hopefully everybody can own something that doesn't kill our planet. But cars are going to get better. Uh, and hopefully by the end of the decade, I own a Tesla Model X. Uh, but I think, you know, car technology and battery technology are some of the most important topics for the future. So that, you know, we only got one planet, guys. Uh, climate change is real. And there's no, there's no questioning it. And we have to move a little bit faster. Um, the next thing, uh, also combined, you know, I think transportation. <sighs> transportation is, is probably one of the most important issues, right? Uh, if you've ever been in Silicon Valley, you know that uh, transportation sucks. And this, this could transform in many ways, right? Like, first and foremost, autonomous driving with AI, which is the next thing I'm going to talk about, is that... Uh, AI is going to take over to and hopefully not in a Skynet form, you know, Elon, please save us. Um, but AI is going to start taking over uh, our cars. I think first and foremost, that's a very important feature, you know, cars, people get in a lot of car accidents. Uh, the likelihood of you being in a car accident or uh, dying from a car is more like less likely than an airplane, which is kind of nuts, but it makes sense, right? Because not everyone owns an airplane. Uh, but taxi delivery services are going to implement AI and it's going to become self-driving and then you're going to get reduce a lot of the risk and it's going to keep on improving. People are no longer going to have to own a car. And if you do it to electric, if it's electric, it's going to have AI. It's going to drive itself and you're going to be able to make money. And, you know, like taxi delivery services are going to become the future and that's because of artificial intelligence. Now, again, this is where stuff gets squirrely. Joe Squirrely Rogan. Um, because AI, especially when, uh, you know, like talking AI, I think is the future. You know, like I'm talking to Alexa, like I'm talking to or Alexa or Siri or the heck you choose. Like you're having a conversation with your friend, right? Like. Within the next 10 years, I think it's going to get to that point where you can hold a conversation with them. They'll understand context, what you mean, the references you mean. You, they're going to study that. They're going to study your behavior. And that sounds creepy. It's like, oh, gosh. Because I'm thinking about it right now. It's, it's kind of creepy, right? But it's like, it's going to improve. Like, it's, we'll be able. I don't feel like AI is going to replace doctors anytime soon. Like, with, like what's in the next decade? Will AI replace doctors? You know, it's it's kind of a hard question. You know, like some of these questions are easy to ask but hard because you have to think about so many variables because, you know, a, t a computer can learn so much in such a short period of time. Um, and it doesn't need rest, right? Like it doesn't need rest compared to a doctor. Uh, but there's still the emotional attachments of health involved in there. Will, will AI be able to learn that? It's such a complex thing to teach, right? 
and it takes it took us a bunch of million a bunch of years it took us millions of years to sort of evolve to that point of you know even studying our emotions right so i think that ai is going to become a fundamental part of our lives it's going to get better it's going to be able to talk it's going to be able to you know deliver us it's going to study our habits like how we are our health and ai although it might seem scary it really is the next advancement um and what are my hopes for it uh for it um i don't know really when it, when it comes to ai i don't really know how i would use it right like it becomes one of those they don't the the people don't know what they want until they have until you give it to them sort of situations like what would i use ai for like like honestly i think most people would just do something i mean we already kind of do something some kind of silly things uh with ai right like i don't know hey siri pull up this meme like what, what like really what are we going to be doing with ai like i feel like a majority of people uh, are just gonna fool around with ai i don't really know guys like this is all speculation what what are we what what would you do with ai let's see um what would i i don't know that's all like I don't like again. It's it becomes a a question of, or, or a statement of you don't know what you want until people don't know what they want until you give it to them. So I don't really know what I would do with AI. Like, order me a pizza, Alexa. Order me a pizza. I don't know Siri. Give me good directions or like, you know, it, it's, sometimes it's not about the right answer. It's more about asking the right question. So it's like, well, that, that's my that's my question to you guys. What would you do with AI? Really, what what do we have to do with AI that we can't already do ourselves? I think it'd be pretty cool to order a taxi, right? Like, be like, give them a certain, like, Siri, you know, get me a ticket to Hawaii and make sure that there's a lift scheduled. Uh, I have my security clearance or what, what was that thing? Like the, the thing that automatically, that lets you bypass, uh, not bypass, but like, lets you go through the airport security much faster and also make sure i'm in a row like you know just like stacking stuff on making sure it does it right and make sure it looks for the best deal so that's one sort of niche example that i have uh, as to how i would use ai like I, I really don't know and i think someone is someone at google or apple or amazon is going to find a way to sort of make that happen and make me and show me what i want before i have it so that's kind of my take on it because i I really don't know guys i don't know this is i know it becomes an i don't know podcast because we don't know where we're going but it's it's going to become a lot better and um my biggest hope is that ai helps the medical field you know it's super important you know new diseases are coming as as fast as we're you know able to eradicate diseases new ones pop up and that's where my hopes are, you know, that we're able to reduce the amount of, you know, suffering um, with AI. If a doctor is able to, you know, run, diagnos- run, run simulations on our body, which is extremely complex. Uh, not only complex, but it changes every individual is their own special category. Um, and that's my hope, you know, like hopefully technology gets better, health gets better. Uh, we're able to crack like um like we're able to run like i don't know is this a thing like pill simulations you know like we're able to see what happens when you inject something into the body which probably takes massive amounts of computing power 
And of course, you know, quantum computers are going to get better. Uh, but that's, you know, as much as I, you know, want to freaking go to Mars and like, you know, do all these things, um, I really do hope that AI helps, you know, the medical field the most because that's where we need it. Not for war, guys. Not not for any of that crazy mumbo jumbo. Um, not saying like every war is mumbo jumbo. Just saying like, um, you know, place put it in a place that AI is gonna have a, a net positive for humanity. And I and I think that's where AI hopefully will shine. That's where my hopes are. Um, and you know, I, I think that Neuralink is sort of that pathway to it. And you know, putting that inside our brains. I'm I'm already. Wherever the wherever the list is to sign up for that thing, I will be on it <laughs> the second it is you know thrown on there because you know it's super important, right? Like uh, the moment you don't have your health is where where everything really is gone. Um, but you know, to if, if you're listening to this and you're in the medical field uh, or you're like uh, into that stuff, let me know. I I don't. I'm sorry that I said like pill simulation. I don't really know. Like you know, you clearly test pills on like animals and all these things but you know i should google a little bit more you know um but yeah i I really don't know but i hope ai becomes a great good for humanity um and last but not least of course it is not an isaac podcast or an isaac youtube channel (laughs) without mentioning mars you know I, i really do see this happening the first human to land on mars within the next decade uh hold on guys gotta get some water Um, I, I really do see this happening, you know, like, um, 50 years ago, my own was the moon, I landed on the moon in 17, well, not 17, 19, what was it? 1964? What day? Okay, let me start that up. But, you know, the past generation, um, had the moon landing, um, when did we land on the moon? Uh, the past generation had the moon landing, and this is it. This is this is what we get. Like we get some to see. We're gonna see something spectacular. We're gonna see people going to Mars, guys. Like it's another, literally another world. It's gonna happen. Mars. What are my hopes for Mars? Uh, first and foremost, you know, it becomes a double-edged sword. Like what? Okay, why would we go to Mars? We need to go to Mars because we're killing off the planet. Humanity needs to become an, uh, a multi-planetary species. That's very important. But we also should take care of our own planet. Uh, why is it important? Of course, because we need to protect the light of consciousness. And, yeah, so I feel like we will get to Mars. Uh, will it be commercialized right afterwards? Mm, probably not. You know, like, think about how much progress goes into making sure that how much regulation, right? And I, and I think this is very important. Uh, like the FDA, you know, the Food and Drug Administration. It's important to make sure that it's safe for people, for, for it to be consumed, for it to be, you know, manageable by other people. So, uh, you know, and also there's a vast amount of resources in space. So if we can land on Mars, we can, you know, clearly uh, land on, like, asteroids and stuff. So, I mean, I'm not an... I'm not a scientist like that, but like, oh, 1969. Oh, look, it's been 50 years, guys. And now the next 50 are gonna, are gonna be for Mars. Like, 
That's insane. Anyways, um, what was I saying? Yeah. So, oh yeah. So I th- I think we're gonna get to Mars. People are gonna land on Mars, but I said I give it about fifteen years before it gets commercialized. Well, I think the moon being on the moon is a little bit easier than going to Mars because you can regulate that a little bit more. There's a little bit less, you know, variables between all that. Um, and um, yeah, just for the most part, I know that they're we're gonna do it. It's gonna happen. Uh, and you know, I, I want to remember where I'm at when that happens when we get to see the first set of astronauts land on the red giant the red giant right that's what it's called wait is that the sun is the red giant called this okay <laughs> let's see this is where i gotta do a little bit more research uh but we're gonna land on it and everybody's like the whole world is gonna stop and i can just imagine it like the spacex rocket landing down its thrusters and bringing it down to a cool stop and everybody's just gonna you know it's going to be on their phones looking at it and it's going to be like, what is going on? And it's going to be like one small step for, what is it? One small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. You know, it's going to happen. And I'm really optimistic about that because knowing Elon, it's it's going to happen. It might not happen on time, but it's going to freaking happen. And it's he's not going to underdeliver. It's not just Elon, of course. It's it's clearly the entire team. You know, we do, we do things as a team. Um... But I really do see it happening. I feel like it's it's gonna be one of those moments that you're gonna be like, whoa! I was, I was, you know, I was with my, you know, I was with my dog. You know, we were just watching soccer, and holy moly, my phone started blowing up with like ten notifications. It's happening! It's happening! It's gonna happen! And you're gonna be like, whoa! We like, holy moly! We we started off a hundred years ago with just the combustion engine, and now we're going to Mars. It's going to be incredible, guys, I'm telling you. And and I hope that we can all remember where we're at when that moment happens, because it's going to be like, back in my day, we did not go to Mars. Like, it was uh, the Willy Wonka factory. <sighs> so we're, uh, we're about 46 minutes in. Um, you know, I, I've been meaning to do this for a really long time, which is my Marvel tier list. Um, uh, let's see. Marvel... Here it is. Uh, Mar- all Marvel movies. So, all Marvel movies. Uh, or I might just leave that for the for next week. Um, let's see. All Marvel movies. Okay. So, maybe I'll just give them a rating. Not my tier list. Tier lists are hard. Uh, okay. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, there's so many. Okay. Uh, there's 21 movies in the MCU. So you have tomorrow. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. You know what, guys? I think I'm going to leave that one off for the... For next week. Uh, because I really want to do this really correctly. So we're going to do that first. Um, so come back next week <laughs> for my Marvel tier list. Um... But I think that's about it. You know, make sure to check out the YouTube channel. Make sure to check out, let's see, the YouTube channel. And what else? Yeah, uh, you know, my Instagram, my Twitter. You can tweet at me at Isaac Mihangos. I-S, what is it? Yeah, on, on Twitter, I cannot get my other name. I can only get one. Uh, so make sure to tweet at me. Feel free to leave a voicemail uh, on Anchor. 
And, you know, I'm, I'm really excited for the next 10 years of technology, where it's heading, where we head as a species, because I, I really do think we are moving in the right direction um, as a human species, you know, and, that, and that's what we can be hopeful for, that we move in the right direction and we figure out healthcare in America. That's also kind of a hope. We figure out healthcare in America. Um, but those are sort of my thoughts on that. My thoughts on technology, the Star Wars movies, and the future. I hope you have a great holiday with whoever you're with. And um, yeah, I thank you so much for your time and your attention. My name is Ozzy Pongos, and I'll catch you in the next one.